Urban Dictionary defines romantic comedy as the most vile, insipid, sanity-destroying, horrible genre in the history of film. Respectfully, we disagree. I'm Mia. And I'm Samantha. And this is You Rom-Complete Me. Welcome back, folks. Thank you for joining us for our second episode of You Rom-Complete Me. We're excited you came back. Buckle up. It's a doozy. <laughs> this week, we're talking about the classic film, His Girl Friday, uh, 1940. 1940. An oldie. An oldie that's set in an even older time. In the days where the newspaper rooms were very different than they are now. Yes, there are phones ringing off the hook. There are madcap adventures. There are people jumping out of windows. Hiding inside desks. This movie is bonkers. (laughs) It's crazy. I have a lot of feelings about it. So, so I don't want to color your your opinions. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it super quick. Right. We need to we need you to be on board. Absolutely. <laughs> so last week at the end of the episode, we talked about our before thoughts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Do we want to tell the folks again at home? Right. Let's do a little recap. Let's do a little recap. I just thought it was going to be more like your 2010s romantic comedy. I thought it was two people in a newsroom. I could imagine Rachel McAdams being there. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was in a news romantic comedy. I know. With, with uh, Harrison Ford. I know. She didn't fall in love with him. but Well, regardless. Um, and I thought they were working together. They maybe were rivals at the paper. They needed to get the scoop. He was trying to scoop her. And then they fall in love. I thought that was obviously going to happen. Newsroom. How could it not? Um But Samantha had a little bit more context, luckily for her. Right. So I had seen this film before, I'm going to say maybe like eight to ten years ago. Uh, So my memory of the film was it was about an intrepid girl reporter played by Rosalind Russell, who was trying to get a hot scoop, hot in this case being a superfly case. Um, While she's doing this, she's being dogged by her ex-husband, played by Cary Grant, Mm -hmm. Uh, they fall back in love, she gets the scoop, uh, and happily ever after ensues. Well, some of those things I was right about, a lot of those things I was (laughs) wrong about. So, I will give you a little scoop on the 1940 classic, His Girl Friday. Give us a scoop. As filmed by, uh, Howard Hawks. So, the plot centers on Walter Burns, who... Uh, is a newspaper editor and is about to lose his newly engaged ace reporter ex-wife, Hildy Johnson, um, to another man. Burns suggests they cover Bruce. one wait, more... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Not to just any man. His name is Bruce. Please give him the respect so he sorry. He's an insurance man. His name is Bruce. Mia really identified <laughs> with him during this film for whatever reason. Listen, we'll get to it. Go on. They decide to cover one more story together, and then they get entangled Mm -hmm. uh, in the case of murderer Earl Williams as Burns tries desperately to win back his wife. Uh, This screenplay was based on a play called The Front Page, and this was the second time it had been adapted to film. The first time was for another film called The Front Page in 1931. We should have watched that one instead. (laughs) I I feel like it would be even less of a romantic comedy than this one. All right. So, there's only one way to find out. There's only one way to find anyway. out. So what we discovered after watching this film mm-hmm. is that it is not so much a romantic comedy, though it is on several romantic comedy lists, which is where we pulled several. it in the first place. I feel very misled. It is actually more of a screwball comedy. 
Which is a little bit of a takedown of a romantic comedy. Right, right. Which is interesting because it's not like romantic comedy really existed in film too much before You know how this I feel time. about Fred and Ginger. I'm going to just pretend you didn't say that. <sighs> I mean, I would say those are more romances than comedies, but okay. we, we'll see what happens when We're we gonna watch, watch Swing Time. time. <laughs> we didn't plan that, folks. Anyway. So, yeah, so a screwball comedy sort of turns the romantic comedy aspects on their head right. and really plays them up right. in a wacky, crazy sort of way. Agreed. Uh, there's a lot of screwball comedies in the 1940s mm-hmm. and the 1950s. I think that a lot of times if you find a movie like that on a romantic comedy list, most likely it is a screwball comedy. Yeah. So we're going to go through our questions, sure, questions that we had for this. I'm going to pull it up pull on it up. our Excel spreadsheet. So, the very first question on our list, ladies and gentlemen, is... Is it a rom-com? And our decided answer is... No. no it is not a rom-com. Although you were a little bit more forgiving of it when we watched it originally. I am not forgiving of it ever. I would say it is sort of a dark comedy. There are elements of romance in it, but I don't think it fits the classic definition of rom-com as what we've seen in, like, the last 30 years of romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. I I can see why people classify it as a rom-com, because it is very funny. Like, when it's funny, like, they are very quippy. It's very fast. The shenanigans are rooted in him wanting her back. Right, right. He trips her up the whole way through, arguably gaslighting her and manipulating her from top to bottom just to get her back. And they, at the end, share a kiss. They're, mm-hmm. they're getting remarried that's the end. Right. But does that make it a romantic comedy? Right. And she's out? she's a little bit begrudging of the romance at the end, one mm-hmm. might say. What was the quality of the meat cute? There's is there a meat cute in this film? Well, this is one of those films where like other classics like it's complicated. <laughs> uh, the characters meet before the film stop starts. Thank you for calling it's complicated a classic. It's not, but I'm just calling it because you love Meryl so much. I gotta throw you a bone once in a while. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they meet before the film has started. We learn very quickly that they are divorced. It's been about three months, I believe, since they've divorced mm-hmm. um, because she's already getting remarried. She's Hildy already getting remarried. Going for it. Listen, Hildy knows what she. She wants and she's out there to Bruce. get it. She wants Bruce. Bruce is an insurance man. Insurance <laughs> is a very secure job. Uh, I can't blame he's a her. Hot commodity. Would any of this fly in real life? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it probably does. It wasn't. It wasn't too fantastical. I there, would, Well, hold on. A lot of the B plot <laughs> of this movie with the escaped convict man who's like, did he commit a crime or not? They're trying to figure it out is really wacky. They hide him in a desk. Mm-hmm. They call him a mock turtle. <laughs> it's like a lot. Yes. And we do want to point out that there is a lot of isms in this movie. There is a lot of racism. sexism, racism, Ooh. ableism. Uh, it's like a lot. There's a lot going on. So, And as a caveat, more than once we did have to pause this movie so that Samantha could catch me up on what was going on. Because like, it's just... Dialogue, 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 can, dialogue. Can Scene I change dialogue, dialogue, dialogue the whole way through? Can I seg into one of my fun fact sure. corners? So What's fun, fun fact, fact corner is before we're ready for it. something. I'm just no, so excited go. about She's it. She's excited, folks. She's excited. I am so sorry. Okay, <laughs> fun fact corner. So I learned that in most films, 
when you get dialogue between characters, it's about 90 words a minute. That's sort of the standard. Okay. Do you want to take a guess at how many words per minute His Girl Um, Friday was? So 90 is standard. 90 is standard. This film... For now? uh, I want to say 200. You are close. Ooh. It was 240 words oh a minute. Oh, my God, even more? I thought I was right. overestimating. No, 240 words per minute, which is a lot. I mean, we talk fast. <sighs> yeah, but sorry, listeners. It's, it's, it's bananas. It's Like I said, buckle up. Yeah, it is a wild ride. You're going to watch it, buckle up. Um, did it age well? Not really. Um, it is 80 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but... A lot of jokes about Hitler. Before World War II, right? Yes. And a lot of communism go- jokes. Whew. Were they going to be wrong in a couple years? Yeah. So, you know, if you're really sensitive to these issues, as you should be, yeah, uh, you might not want to watch His Girl Friday. There's a lot of oof. Yeah. there's happens. You have to pause a bit yeah. and kind of a, cringe. A stone cold diabetes joke as well right we'll get into that when we do favorite quotes because that is a favorite quote of mine did you fall in love while watching this movie no i loved (laughs) i did not fall in love while watching this movie but i loved hildy she was good she was yeah she's she's fierce she's snappy she's got great outfits anybody's business and she's good at her job she's good at her job yeah i thought she was a great heroine even though she sort of succumbs to her ex-husband's oh, he's manipulative such a monster. wishes at the end, which is kind of like disappointing. Him. Cary Grant, the only thing he has going for him in this movie is his chin dimple. That's it. Right. He also... He's mean. He is mean. But her. also his name, Walter. 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 We love saying his name. Hildy Walter. Hildy Walter. Are you rethinking your wife? Your life now? Not your wife. Oh, I would never rethink, rethink my me. wife. Um, no. I don't want to work in the newspaper business. I don't want to fall back in love with my ex-husband. I don't have an ex-husband. But if I did, I wouldn't want to. Okay. Uh, If we want to talk about some cliches. Sure. We have a couple on our list here. Mm -hmm. We have calm down, workaholic. Yeah. The whole, one of the side plots of the movie. Well, not really side plot. One of the main plots. So her disposable fiance, which is another trope of this movie, Bruce, just wants her to go to Albany with him. Which, if, right. listeners, if you know me, I lived in Albany for four beautiful years, and I loved Albany. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go to Albany. It's great there. I also didn't realize this movie was set in Chicago. I thought it was set in New York the entire way through until the end when we were recapping. Right. Um, which is, <laughs> it colors reviewing. Um, it also. Where was I going with that? I, I'm not. <laughs> what was I was. It was. It was the uh, the cliche. It was calm down, workaholic. Oh, so Bruce just wants her to stop, and she can't stop. Walter working. just wants her to keep going. Right. And he does. And he just wants to keep going. And she and like Hildy loves a case. She loves. She, she gets loves her back in. She gets her teeth in, and she doesn't want to let go. In and which he I plays her the whole time because he knows that she wants the scoop. Which so, which you're so, into that. Which sort of leads into hidden agenda, mm-hmm. cliche, dating via bet or to prove a point. Or in this case, Walter trying to take down Hildy's relationship to to, to, Bruce, to Bruce through uh, counterfeit money, oh, through gosh. sending a prostitute to Bruce. Oh, so he ends up in jail to kidnapping his mother. to ruin Bruce's life he's to get Hildy back. Pretty... Pretty terrible. He's a monster. He is a monster. Disposable fiance. <laughs> Disposable fiance. Bruce. Which is 
a trope in which the main character is already betrothed or has someone in their life, and then they go away. They're disposable for the lead, Cary right. Grant. And for God knows what reason, Mia kept saying, I'm a Bruce. And I would say, no, you're not. She like is Bruce. not a disposable fiance, and uh, she never will be. I just, I get it. He wants to go to Albany and live his life and sell insurance. Yeah, I guess. With his, with Hildy. What, yeah. what more do you want? I don't know. I don't know what more you want. <laughs> and last but not least, we have the trope, give it all up for love. Yeah. Though, in a sense, she really doesn't give it all up for love. Yeah. She, you know, is still working with Walta and his chin dimple. Yeah. She gives Bruce up for love, though. She oh, does. Bruce. We love you, Bruce. And we love you, Bruce. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about our favorite quotes? We have two favorite quotes in this film. The first one in regards to their divorce proceedings. Mm-hmm. Walter takes out a plane to do skywriting for Hildy that says, um, Hildy, don't be hasty. Remember my dimple, Walter. Okay, Cary Grant. <laughs> How dare you? So manipulative. He bought a plane for her? Come on now. I mean, he's... How li- much money does this He's a little make? bit extra. <laughs> Listen, he's the he's the newspaper editor. I know, he makes I know. all the bucks. Uh, then, I think our favorite quote because it's so atrocious. Yes. Uh, Do you want to give the context to why? Yes, Before or after? Uh, Okay. Well, before, after. 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 All right. So here's (laughs) the quote. Diabetes. I ought to know better than to hire anyone with a disease. Rude. (laughs) Rude. Number one, I am a diabetic. How (laughs) dare you, Walter? I don't love you and your chin dimple. Uh, The context of this situation is that Cary Grant is in a a newspaper office and he's trying to call, like, the home office. And he's like, where's my guy? Where's my guy? And, like, he picks up the phone and he's like, where is he? And then he, like, hangs up and he's, like, pissed because... The man is out of commission because of his diabetes. Right. Which, fair. Your pancreas doesn't work. People should be nicer to you. I know. Is that why you're nice to me? Yeah. That's the only reason. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Things are coming no. out here on the podcast, not folks. Uh, so because it's so terrible, I loved it. And just it the way he said just it. just out of nowhere, too. We were not expecting a joke about diabetes we, in a movie from 1940. And there it was. We completely froze the film and yeah. all laughed. We were watching this film with our friend Bailey. What's up, Bailey? Yo. And we just... <laughs> Cracked up, and I think we maybe have rewound it because it was just so funny in his accent. Yeah. How were the outfits, though? Great. They were great. The hats were questionable. There's a lot of greasy didn't, hats. Didn't love Lots the hats. of patterns. You guys did. I didn't. Some stripes. Some good tie comedy in there. Yeah. I don't remember the tie comedy. I believe it was uh, Cary Grant and Bruce. Yeah. Doing some sure. tie action there. Poor Bruce. Uh, the next uh, question is, would you watch again? Would you watch this movie again? I don't really know why you watch this movie for the first time before this. Because it's a <laughs> classic. Because, because it's like, it's great. Because it's got Rosalind Russell and Cary Grant in it. It was directed by but Howard Hawks. so awful. Well, you don't, they don't tell you that when you're looking it up on IMDb. This movie is atrocious. Do not watch it. No, yeah, they sell all the fine true. points of it. I think I watched it with my mom many years ago. Okay. Uh, I believe in my notes I wrote that Mia would rather stay locked up in that weird desk with the convict than watch this movie for a second time. Mia, is that accurate? It is. I'm going to, yeah, just hang out in a jail cell with him. I don't want to watch it again. It made me feel stupid because it was just so fast-paced. And I, 
here's a fun fact about our viewing preferences is Samantha and I both love to watch movies with subtitles on and we did not watch this movie with subtitles on and I could not keep up and I generally think I'm a pretty like whip smart gal like Hildy but not for this film there was no break in action it really is sort of like an opera with all the singing but you know just so this 240 words a minute folks oh god this film made me feel dumb and I don't respect that Oh, you're not dumb, though. I know. Thank you. This film just was really intense. It wasn't for me. And it was like a night. <laughs> we had some mac and cheese, perhaps. We were oh, a little bit... Oh, that mac and cheese wasn't great. It was not good. I got sick after it. Oh, no. <laughs> perhaps it was a precursor to my appendix bursting. We'll never we'll know. We'll never know. Uh, in my notes about the film... Mm-hmm. Uh, we wrote down that uh, Bruce makes five thousand dollars a year in nineteen forty. In nineteen forty, and I don't. I I wrote what is that today, and then I never looked oh, it up. We did look it up at the time, but at the time I think it's like thirty five thousand dollars. It's like a, it's you know. No, it was way more than that. Okay, well, because well, I was like, you could do good with Bruce. I think it was eighty. Okay, me as gonna look it up right now. What there was, was it? A, five five thousand. In this movie, there was a lot of smoking. Um, Hildy smoked a lot in this film. She smoked four cigarettes, according to my notes here. Uh, one of the other things that we didn't mention... $87,542.86. Bruce is pulling in the books. Yeah, he is. He's he's living a good life. He's making a lot of moolah. Like, if she even wanted to just do, like, a part-time scoop, scoop gig, they could... Afford a house in Fairfield County, maybe? Mm, I don't know know about that. Uh, One of the reasons, I guess we should have explained if you haven't watched the movie, one of the reasons that uh, Hildy divorced uh, Walter was because she just wanted a normal life. She wanted a normal honeymoon. honeymoon. She wanted to settle down, have kids, Mm -hmm. live a good life. And that's what she was going to get with Bruce. She was going to get all of those things with Bruce. She wanted to live, in her own words, a halfway normal life, and it didn't quite. She could have had it all happen. Cary Grant roped her right back in. Yeah, appreciate that. One of Mia's complaints when she was watching this film was usually there's a scene with music in the middle, and there's no talking, and there's no music. And she was very dramatic when she said it, and I, I know I didn't write anything about remembering the tone, but I remember the tone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was also yeah, upset much. that there was no montage where she tried on every single hat she wore in the film. She had a lot of hats on. Uh, there was also, what we haven't talked about, is... <laughs> Uh, besides besides a convict escaping and pulling a gun on a police officer. Molly Malone. Molly Malone, who was a friend of a convict. A friend of... I don't even remember. No. Not remember. I don't even understand what their relationship was because the movie was crazy. <laughs> so the idea was before the convict shot a police officer... Uh, he was wandering around the streets, and he met Molly Malone, and she, like, brought him up to her apartment and, like, gave him a hot drink and a blanket, and they talked, and then he left. And then after that point, he killed a police officer, and she saw his picture in the paper and sent him flowers, and then people... Everybody thinks they're in ...was, love like, razzing them. Because it's 1940, and that's what that it is. Right. And so eventually, like, they end up, like, back in the same room when... The convict is, like, trying to hide. Yeah. And kind of, as a distraction, kind of, 
as a dramatic... She jumps out a window. Yes. And dies. Yes. And then everybody looks out the window at her corpse that's in a shape on the ground that's like, Mm -hmm. oh, she did. (laughs) And talks about it for maybe 30 seconds, and then they're on to the next thing. And she's never mentioned again. Yeah, it was a bit of a quick... uh... Molly Malone. Molly Malone. A quick a quick death scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, like I said, Bruce's mom gets kidnapped. There's just a lot of terrible, <sighs> terrible things that happen to people in this film. Mm-hmm. Should we do a fun fact corner Should after that bleak corner? little turn that we took? Right. And so <laughs> I've got some more. I got, a, I got some bleak fun facts and some I've got some fun, fun, fun facts. So one of... The elements of this film is that uh, there's going to be a hanging. hanging. They're constructing a gallows. The Um, man who shot the police officer is going to get publicly hanged, which is the proper past. Thank you for doing that. Um, For, I don't know, everybody's amusement? Because it's 1940? I mean, they used to have picnics in Uh, in France with guillotine. Yeah. But we we pondered, is is that really what would have happened in 1940 in... In Chicago, hanging, and no, it was not. <laughs> so I did a little bit of research on the history of we uh, love a research of capital punishment in Illinois, and hanging was the main form of punishment until 1928. At that point, uh, they switched over to the electric chair. <sighs> You know how I feel about the electric chair. I know how you feel about the electric chair. I don't like Thomas Edison. You don't like Thomas Edison. Nicholas we'll Tesla was robbed. We'll get into that when we watch The Prestige, which is a romantic album. <laughs> we are not watching The Prestige. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, some other interesting facts 2020 about... movies about magicians? Absolutely. Podcast? Okay, great. Done. You're done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So the electric chair was the death penalty until 1972 when Illinois ruled that there would be no death penalty in the case of Furman versus Georgia. It was then... You really got facts on here. So for two years, it was outlawed, and then it was reinstated in 1974, and then it was overruled by the Supreme Court of Illinois in 1975. So it was back for a year, then gone again. Then it was officially back in 1977, uh, and then they switched over from the electric chair to lethal injection in 1990. And then around 2011, it was finally abolished, though there are some politicians in Illinois who question whether the death penalty should be on the table for cop killers. So, you know, maybe when we watch this 80-year-old movie again in another 20 years, we'll give you a report on what's the state of the death penalty in Illinois. Bet you didn't think you were going to get some hot fun facts about the death penalty on your right. on your weekly romantic comedy podcast. Um and perhaps I went a little too dark That's on that. Fine. So I'm going to I'm going to lighten it up. I'm going to lighten it up with two more fun facts okay. for you. Number 1, if you're wondering about the title of the film, Girl Friday um mm. is an assistant who carries out a variety of chores or tasks. Arguably, Hildy's pulling more than her weight. And she's not an assistant. She's not an assistant at all. So how dare you, title. So how dare you, Cary Grant, for calling her your girl Friday. Uh, And the first time this word was listed in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary was in 1940, which was the year the film came out. So it sort of Mm, brought about its own own, uh, 
word there. And then last but certainly not least, my favorite fun fact and probably the most true fun fact of this film is I want to talk about how Rosalind Russell met her husband. Oh, you love this Which story. is, I think, I kind of sweet. I thought we were going to talk about Albany. No? Is that, were we not doing an Albany fun fact corner? I wasn't aware so that I was supposed to do. I mean, if you want to do an Albany fun fact. The, I, the pancakes at Cafe Madison or I've the never chicken sandwich at City Beer Hall? I've been to Albany, so <laughs> right, right. I can't help you. I've driven throwing, through it. Throwing some shout outs okay. out there for our listeners who live in Albany still. I Maybe. love it. <laughs> All right, so uh, Rosalind Russell uh, married a producer named uh, Frederick Brisson, and the reason mm. they met was because of Cary Grant. So Cary Grant... Uh, was a friend of <laughs> Rosalind Russell's future husband while he was filming His Girl Friday. And Rosalind Russell uh, had starred in The Women as Sylvia. And when Frederick saw the movie, he was like, I'm either going to kill that girl or I'm going <laughs> to marry her. Or so he liked to say, they say. Listeners, That's not something you want to say about <laughs> a woman you oh, love. Okay. So anyway, uh, he... Brisson asked Cary Grant if he could meet Rosalind Russell. And so every day when he walked on set, Cary Grant would supposedly be like, have you met Freddie Brisson? And Rosalind Russell would be like, no, I haven't, just to kind of get her curiosity up. And Mm -hmm. so finally one night, um, Rosalind Russell opens her door because she's expecting to go dancing with Cary Grant after work. And before she did, um, she found him standing next to a stranger. And then Grant explained that this odd fellow was Freddie Brisson, the man who he mentioned so often. And so they went off to dinner with Freddie in tow and uh, they fell in love. And Cary Grant was the best man at their wedding. So much like in the film, in real life, Cary Grant also is just manipulative. (laughs) He was sheepish about it. Sure. But let me tell you, I don't know. They were married for 35 years and it only ended with her death. They had one son, Carl Lance Brisson. I mean, if you think about all the old Hollywood romances that ended and all the divorces and remarriages and blah, nice. blah, blah, blah. I'll take it. It was a true love. So perhaps it started off in a little bit of a dodgy way, but. With lies. With lies. <laughs> if that's what we're telling you here, folks. All true love begins with lies. Okay. Did you lie to me when we first met? No. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't lie to you either. Oh, good. You I really, really am a Gemini. Gemini. Oh, my God. <laughs> we use a Capricorn, by the way, folks, in we case are. you wanted to know. It's great. I know a lot of Geminis. Do you? Yeah, my dad and my brother are both Geminis. Oh, my gosh. I didn't I'm that. well-versed in, in working with Geminis here. Oh, that didn't sound so nice. I mean, we'll talk about that off the pod. Okay. Mo will have things to say. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. Mo is Mia's mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, who She's is a fabulous. big Zodiac fan. It's great. Not the Zodiac killer. Zodiac, the signs, mm-hmm. the stars, what it means for you. If you wanna, oh, if you meet my mom, she'll she'll be like, are you a, a you are you a Taurus? And then your mom she'll hasn't be right. done that to me. I've only met her once. Okay, well next time. Mo, tell me what I'm what I'm <laughs> like as a Gemini, please. I need to know. Oh, that's gonna be great. Okay. So wild ride. I'm over it. <laughs> We're done. Something that we said <laughs> when we made this list is you can't have all amazing romantic comedies. You gotta watch a couple stinkers. You gotta watch a couple stinkers. And so we got one right out of the way. I don't know if I would call it a stinker. It was just not what we were expecting from a romantic mm-hmm. comedy because it's not a romantic comedy in our no. opinion. True. All right. But we followed it up 
with a really special fun one. Oh, wow. At least for me. At least for me, yeah. Um, next week, before you, between this one and next one, if you want to catch up with us, you should watch the movie It's Complicated. A 2011 film. With Meryl Streep, uh, Alec Baldwin, and that other one. Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. I'm sorry. How I'm bad at dare you? His name. Steve Martin is the best <laughs> character in that film, and you <laughs> despair. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. John yeah, Krasinski. No spoil. So sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting too excited. Um, we watch It's Complicated, which I have seen many times. I love Meryl Streep. We'll talk about that next week for sure. Um, but Samantha hadn't seen It's Complicated. Do you remember what no. you thought it was about beforehand? Um, let me take a look. First of all, I want to apologize. I lied. 2009. 2009. Yeah. I got excited. It's okay. It happens sometimes. I wasn't going to call you out on the podcast. I, I was going to let our listeners me, do it. You gave me a look like... <laughs> Like, are we sure about that date? (laughs) I wasn't 21 when that movie came out. (laughs) Okay, so to my recollection, what I thought this film was, was it was about a couple that was divorced, and then they jump back into bed together, Mm -hmm. and then they have to hide it from their kids, because... That's kind of a weird fucking thing to do. Because it's complicated? It is. It's complicated. Yeah. Uh, and then somehow Steve Martin was involved. Uh, the The main two divorce couple is Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin. Um, not his most delicious. His most delicious is when he's in Beetlejuice. Just a <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Side note. Uh, Keep but- it together, Cardone. <laughs> my goodness. I'm sorry. Um, which was pretty close. Which is pretty it. close. It's a fun one. It is a fun one. So if you want to watch It's Complicated before next episode, we recommend that you do so. So you don't get spoiled. Right. It's a lot of of spoilers. Not really. Not many. Um, (laughs) I mean, you better brush up on all your Meryl Streep facts because I'm here with perhaps Fairfield County's number one Meryl Streep fan. Thank you. Maybe Uh, not. Oh, maybe not. She lives in Connecticut. Oh, dang. Meryl, if you're listening to this, Mia... (laughs) loves you if we could somehow like arrange a meet cute between you two i would love that i would probably be like the hero that's true she probably would have to marry me like after that for like real. for real um but just to wrap this one up yeah. so we can move on samantha did his girl friday rom-complete you no Ooh, <laughs> it no. didn't mia no don't even bother <laughs> asking you're not even asking let me no. ask i won't cover my disdain any longer. Mia really hated this film. I'll never watch this movie I again. I <laughs> did not did not hate this film with the same vehemence that she had, yeah. but you know, it's it's not a romantic comedy and that's okay. We learned. It's I would say it's a it's a, a dark comedy with some romantic elements. Mm-hmm. We lived, we laughed, we loved. Yeah. And that's that. That's that. Oh, before we go. Where can the people find us on the internet, Samantha? Right now, you can find us at soundcloud.com. Our username is you, romcomplete me. Romcomplete is one word. If you put a space between rom and com, you're going to get some different pods, guys. They're not the same Questionable as Questionable content. It's fine. To each his own. There's a pod for every person and a person for every pod, but... But don't, if you want to find us. libraries. <laughs> I know. If you want to find us, though, one word, rom complete. Perfect. Hopefully we will be on iTunes very soon. Fingers but crossed. Right We're working now, on it. 
you can expect updates every Thursday. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at romcompletemy. No you, just the romcomplete me. Thanks, Twitter, for <laughs> your very short character just allowance. Just one character off. Give us, throw us a bone. Maybe if we get famous enough, they'll give us that extra character. Should we have just done, like, you, like, the letter you? No. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. It's atrocious. Absolutely not. Anyway, so we're, we're going to be on the SoundCloud on Thursdays. You can find us, all of our updates on the Twitter, the Instagram, us in person. Just come talk to us. Come find us. We're here for you. <laughs> all right. Thanks for stopping by. We hope you enjoyed this episode of You, you Wrong, Wrong Complete, Complete Me. Me. And we hope to see you next week.